Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to April 2020 CTSS Quiz. April means Easter, and it means Passover, and it means springtime. So hopefully we will see that. So let's look at 10 absolutely terrific cases. In this first case, I ask you for the best diagnosis for the left renal mass. If you look at the left kidney, you can see that it's infiltrated, but the process may also involve the tail of the pancreas. It extends into the aorta. It extends into peri and pararetal space. It's best to find as infiltrating the kidney, particularly toward the upper pole. This is not the appearance of a papillary or clear cell renal cell carcinoma, which can extend beyond the kidney, but not this infiltrating pattern. Renal abscesses are usually cystic, low density, and they can extend into the peri and pararenal space. But this is best defined as an infiltrating process. And the best diagnosis, therefore, is lymphoma. Lymphoma of the kidney can present as a solid mass, but also can present as an infiltrating process. And that's very nicely shown in this example. This patient had a history of von Hippel-Lindau disease, by family history, that is. And what's the best diagnosis? Well, when you look at the coronal views and the 3D views, you see bilateral adrenal masses, which are vascular. So we know it's something that's bilateral. You can have bilateral adrenal hyperplasia, but this does not look like hyperplasia. This looks like masses. You could have had anomas, but these lesions are enhancing like the kidneys. They're vascular. Bilateral adrenal carcinomas occur in about 1% of cases, but then usually the primary one is going to be very large and one may be a bit smaller. These are relatively the same size and relatively small. And von Hippel-Lindau patients have an increased incidence of pheochromocytomas and an increased incidence of bilateral pheochromocytomas, and that's what it was. Remember, if you can't remember, pheos the rule of 10. 10% are syndromic, 10% are bilateral, and 10% are malignant. These are bilateral adrenal pheochromocytomas. In this case, I asked for the least likely diagnosis. What do you see on the coronal and on the cinematic? You see an infiltrating process that has calcifications encasing the vessels, particularly on the venous side. It's infiltrating into the mesentery. Now, it is true lymphoma rarely calcifies unless it's been treated, but maybe it's treated lymphoma, which recurred or is still present. Sclerosis mesenteritis is a great diagnosis. Infiltrating process calcifications. And carcinoid is also a great diagnosis, infiltrating. Carcinoids, often you see a small bowel tumor, and then you see a mass in the mesentery. This is really the root of the mesentery. I guess it could be carcinoid, but carcinoid sclerosing mesenteritis are definite possibilities. In fact, this ends up being sclerosing mesenteritis, mass, infiltration, and calcification. Now, what this is not is mesenteric pediculitis. That's mass-like, it's low density, it's fat density, it's swirling, it's not solid, and it doesn't involve the vessels like this. So the least likely diagnosis is mesenteric pediculitis. If I asked you for the most likely diagnosis, I would have said sclerosing mesenteritis. The most likely diagnosis in this case, this is a beautiful case, very impressive. Something's infiltrating the left kidney. There's also extensive tumor in the periodic and in the mesenteric region, and also extending by the right kidney and down by the psoas on the left side. Testicular tumor can give large masses, but typically they obstruct the kidney and they're often cystic. TB can infiltrate with nodes, but in the kidney it tends to be calcification in a shrunken kidney. TB just doesn't look like this. Retroperitoneal fibrosis is infiltrating, 
and can cause obstruction of the kidneys and can infiltrate into the kidneys, but this is so mass-like. When you look at the coronals, look at the extent from diaphragm down into pelvis, and this is a great example of lymphoma. This was B-cell lymphoma, extensive adenopathy, extensive infiltration, and involvement of the left kidney. Very nice example. The most likely diagnosis in this 60-year-old patient, what you see is a cystic lesion involving the body and tail of the pancreas, and if you look toward the tail, there's calcifications present. It's not going to be a pseudocyst like postpancreatitis because you don't get calcifications. You're going to have punctate calcifications with chronic pancreatitis, but this is more of a dystrophic appearance of the calcification. MCNs are typically in the body of the pancreas. It would be a very large for an MCN, not a great location. Adenocarcinomas can be necrotic, but this is really cystic. And the best diagnosis in this case is a serocyst adenoma. Serocyst adenomas have calcification. Often the calcification is centrally, but not necessarily the case. So this was a serocyst adenoma, excellent case. The most likely diagnosis in this case you see evidence of about a seven centimeter mass, and then the first question is where is it? It's somewhat vascular, and perhaps it's coming from the pancreas, though one would admit when you look at the coronal view, it looks like it's coming off the fourth portion of the duodenum, and, but it does abut the pancreas. It could be a gist tumor, I have to admit. Gist can occasionally be vascular, particularly when they're small, but this is a bit large. Lymphoma, exophytic lymphoma, it's too well defined for me. A neuroendocrine tumor of the pancreas is a consideration, but I think this is arising from the duodenum and not the pancreas. And in fact, uh, this is a tough case. This ended up being a neuroendocrine tumor of the duodenum, primary neuroendocrine. Again, a gist tumor would have been a good thought because gist tumors tend to be more exophytic. And I've made the point in the lecture that the way I differentiate at times gist from carcinoid is that carcinoids are intraluminal and just are extraluminal, but hey, this was a neuroendocrine tumor primary in the duodenum. Just a terrific, terrific example. This patient had fever, and what was the most likely diagnosis? You see a large splenic lesion, and I have to admit, when you see that alone, I'm saying B-cell lymphoma. Yes, it could be a sarcoma. Yes, you can consider abscess. And then you notice the extensive nodes in the peripancreatic region in the periaortic zone. That's going to be lymphoma, which this was. Uh, TB can give you nodes, can give you splenic involvement, but not a big dominant mass. Angiosarcomas are typically more vascular, and the nodes are also vascular, and you commonly have liver involvement. And a splenic abscess, you're just not going to see a splenic abscess with such extensive adenopathy. And this was a B-cell lymphoma as well. The best diagnosis for the left renal mass in this case, I'm showing you two coronal views. From the non-contrast, you should say it's a high-density renal cyst. And I show this case to make the point that if you only had the contrast scan, you would wonder what the lesion is. Perhaps it is a papillary renal cell carcinoma. Lymphoma would be unusual. It's not an angiomyelopoma. I see no fat. But once you have the non-contrast, it's very easy to make the right diagnosis, which is a high-density renal cyst. The most likely diagnosis in this patient with right upper quadrant pain. When you look at the axials, you see a mass with some high density but a lot of fat. And you look at the coronal view, you can see this mass is pushing the right kidney down. Well, what is it? It could be a liposarcoma, but it looks well defined. Though I have to admit you would consider a liposarcoma. 
Mesenteric infarction, the patient didn't have recent surgery. It's almost too much fat and it doesn't have that same appearance of an infarct. The truth is the high density probably is a bleed. I'm not sure it's acute, but it's in an adrenal myelipoma. And this is a wonderful case of a very large adrenal myelipoma, which may have previously bled, in all likelihood it did, which is the high density, but also showing you the size. And in our lectures on myelipomas, we do make the point that at times it can be tricky to differentiate a myelipoma from a liposarcoma. Liposarcomas are more infiltrating, and there's many things you would see different, but sometimes it can look very similar. This patient is going to get surgery, and this was a benign adrenal myelipoma. The least likely diagnosis in this case is, well, I'm showing you arterial phase imaging of a mass in the liver with peripheral rim enhancement. Now, this could be a necrotic hepatoma. The patient has fatty infiltration of the liver. Maybe the patient has NASH. That's a good thought. Could this be a metastatic neuroendocrine tumor? Absolutely. Neuroendocrine tumors can be vascular. They're also uh, typically vascular, but they also can be necrotic. Could this be a primary neuroendocrine tumor? Most of the time, we see metastasis. But in fact, it is a possibility neuroendocrine tumors can be very vascular with central necrosis. What this is not, however, is a hemangioma. Yes, the lesion has peripheral enhancement, but with hemangiomas and arterial phase imaging, there's peripheral puddling. When you see the entire rim enhancing and the rim is over a centimeter in thickness and it's homogeneous, that is not a hemangioma. That's going to be a malignancy. So I would have considered necrotic hepatoma, I would consider metastasis. This was unusual. It was a primary neuroendocrine tumor of the liver. Even the pathologist said, that's unusual, and I would look for a primary, but we found no others, and this is carried as a primary tumor. So with that, I've done 10 terrific cases. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you got them right, and I hope you learned something. And hopefully I'll see you next month. Have a great day. Bye. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website ctss.com for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.